Welcome to the audio podcast for Saturday Night Life. SNL is a ministry of Northwood Church, and our hope is that this will be a tool that blesses and encourages you in your walk with Jesus. If you want to learn more about Northridge Church or SNL, you can visit us at nrchurch.ca or join us for Saturday Night Life at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings. Until we meet, be blessed and enjoy the word for this evening. Not even, without even missing a breath. 
do you get it? He's an idiot. He doesn't love you. Like, and he's like, and he's, he's cutting his hair and he's staring at him. And here's how it looks, right? He's staring in the mirror to look back at the barber and he's like, look at him. He's like, you don't like Jesus? Bro. And they're, they're, they're broing back and forth. And, and he's like, dude, just let it be. I'm like, and so he cuts his hair and sends him on his way. And I sit down and Matthew cuts his hair. He's like, no, you got to do better your approach. <laughs> I said, telling him he's an idiot. And I said, you know, I said, Matthew, you know what you're supposed to be a mirror of God's love, right? And telling a man an idiot isn't, isn't the first step in the right direction, right? He's like, oh, bro, bro. I said, bro, yeah, right? Bro, bro, I just want to, I just want to tell him about Jesus, bro, because he's going to die and he's not going to go to heaven, bro. And I'm like, I get it, but you can't call a man stupid, right? Right? Because people have don't call people stupid, man. So that was, that was funny. That was my my barber story. I like, so uh, last week I, sh- I was supposed to be here, but I ended up getting COVID. And, and my whole shop, everybody got COVID. So it's like, the, uh, we had a guy from work, he went, he went to the Super Bowl. His in-laws are rich enough that they got a plane and they flew down, flew down, and they went, went to the Super Bowl. But he came back with a souvenir for our shop and just wiped our whole shop up. We all got sick. And I'm sincere when I say that because she's, she totally looked at me. She's like, yeah, yeah, fair point. 
so anyhow, I, 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 I went looking for my friend, Stefan, who I, who I always look for there, and then I looked for my friend, Emily, that I told you guys about, and Emily had been hit by a car. She's alive. She'd been hit by a car, and uh, she was crossing the street, and it's dark there, because everybody's running back and forth to the tents, and, 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 and I met a real nice couple, a man who's a carpenter, oddly enough, right? And he's a carpenter, and him and his wife, uh, he's got a truck, and he has his truck open, and he's serving, they're just <coughs> hot dogs, right? That, that was the sound of mustard. <coughs> mustard, and he's giving hot dogs to everybody, and they're all coming up, and, and I forgot his name, he's a super sweet man, and his wife, and they're giving hot dogs, and, and, and he's a Christian man. He goes to church around the corner up, uh, up, up near the, the, the second-hand store up near Tent City. So, and I found out something else super cool. Every Thursday, the Mennonite second-hand store is feeding people. There's nice barbecue, nice warm food. And, and then, so while I'm talking to him, I'm, uh, this guy comes up. He goes, hey, I remember you. And he didn't really do that, everybody. I remember you, and he says, you remember me when I was looking for <laughs> Stefan around Christmas at Boxing Day? And he says, you're Stefan's pastor. Which, by the way, you guys, if you don't know who I am, I am Steve. I'm not a pastor. Uh, I just pretend to be one on a Saturday. But <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm a welder. I'm a dad of two, two boys. So great boys. And, and a husband to a very great wife. And, and forgiving and patient. Talking to this man, and this guy comes running over. His name's JJ. He goes, J I remember you. I remember you. I remember you. I said, Yeah. And I said, I, I, and I sort of remember him. Like I sort of remember the face. And he, and he's telling me, he says, You know, he says, uh, he says, We start talking, and, and and I honestly, when I go to Tent City, or or and I and I used to go to Tent City here when I was in, in Maple Lake, but and when I talk, when I'm here too, if you ever get the, the feeling of judgment from me. Come to me and say, Steve, because I never, ever want anybody to feel judged. I don't care. I legit don't care about your past. I don't care about what you did to get here. All I care is that you go there. That's my concern. My concern is for you and the hereafter and for now that, that, that you never again are addicted, that you are never again just being robbed of all your potential. And so... I started talking to JJ, and JJ said to me, he says, he says you know, I'm, I'm thinking, um, okay, you guys can help me with this word. It's not, it's not methadone, it's sub, sub something. Suboxone. So what? Suboxone. Suboxone. I keep screwing it up. I don't know why. It's an easy word to say. He says, I'm taking Suboxone now. And he says, and my pharmacist comes every day to this, my tent. I'm like, JJ, really? Does he come to your tent? He goes, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I said, well, don't, I, I, JJ, I don't care. Like, you don't have to pretend. I'm addicted to fentanyl. I said, okay, I, I, again, no judgment, JJ. I don't care. All I want you is to feel loved and understand that there is a Christ that loves you, JJ. I don't care. It doesn't matter. And he says, okay, no, no, I appreciate that, Steve. Thank you very much. And then he's like, and <laughs> then he's just, he just started pouring out his guts. And, 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 and I'm just sitting there. And I'm, and I'm thinking, and, and, and the, my truck is getting surrounded by more people. And they just, the men and women that are there, and, and because of this husband and wife, and now and I'm part of it for that moment, I'm part of it. And they come up and they hug everybody, and they just, these people here, just, just sharing God's love. And I truly hope that, gentlemen, when you 
come here that this is what you feel is God's love. And if I ever visit you in, 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 in Helen, because sometimes I do that. I haven't done it for a while because my son's car has been broken down. I've been working on the stupid car. That's why I got all these knuckles and buy fast stuff. But, but that, 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 and I'm telling this fellow, I said, I, and you can hear people, we're just zooming by Tent City. And they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it on purpose not to avoid people. They're doing it on purpose to aggravate the people that are trying to survive in Tent City. They're doing it to aggravate the people that are homeless. And, 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 and I don't have to tell you, but it, it's just, it breaks my heart. Because as I'm telling this man, and I see you guys here for years now, and you've been doing this for a while, that understand that that, that tent city wasn't a choice. That addiction wasn't a choice. That hurt that those people endured and that we've endured, because I've endured the same. Unfortunately, I have a very similar path to a lot of these gentlemen here. It wasn't our choice to, en to en endure that. It wasn't, uh, we didn't wake up as babies or toddlers or young children going and to, 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 to saying that we were going to be abused by our parents or that we were going to be told terrible things or we're going to survive terrible things. And, and just the brief moment of people sharing God's love is unbelievable. And I tell you now, with you guys, when you leave Helen, and if you want to continue on with your sobriety, Volunteer. Volunteer. Be a representative of God's love and a, a, a mirror of God's love because there's no greater greater witness than, than men and women who've gone through what we have gone through and they can look at look at us and look at look at look at Bobby. He has a fantastic family. He has a beautiful wife and children. I have a beautiful wife and children. And it, it, it these are all examples of God's love and what can be repaired. And, and this is my sermon before the sermon, so get ready. But this is, this, this is, it just touches me so much, the potential, the potential of, of, uh, and how much you can turn your back on addiction for the rest of your life if you sink into it <coughs> and understand. And so this is, I'm re reading out of Luke 7, and I know this is a long preamble to get to Luke Jesus had finished saying all this to the 
sick and near death. And I, I looked at this too. It said other other translations just called uh, said that he uh, uh, he was a high. Where did, where did I have it here? He he was a highly he was a loved servant. He was a a slave, a high, highly valued. He was a man that was dear to the Roman to and to to the, to, to the Roman officers, and he was. This man, this man, this, this Roman officer was not a regular Roman officer, too, just so you get an understanding. He was the man that was oppressing. He was Rome oppressing the Jewish people. But this man had compassion, and so much so that he was a kind man. Because if, if you had a if you had a, a sick slave, you were totally well within your rights to kick him to the curb or kill him because he was he was down with the system. He wasn't serving his work. So so this this Roman officer. When he heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal, heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help him. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said. For he loves the Jewish people and he even built a synagogue. A man who's supposed to be oppressing and supposed to be dominating. He said, tell me what, I'm going to build you a, I'm going to build you a synagogue. And, and, and you know what, I'm going to treat my, the people that work for me, the people who, who are now my slaves, I'm going to treat them with kindness and respect. And, and, and so, so he went with them. And before he arrived to the house, this is the part I, I just pay attention. So, so he went to them, and just before he arrived to the house, the Lord officer said to some of his friends, Lord, don't trouble yourselves by coming to my home. This is my son. My son's got a girlfriend, a new girl, my younger son. I said, why am I younger? Because he's so tall. <laughs> he's, got a, he's, he's got a new girlfriend. So every time she comes over, he just goes bananas. And he, and he cleans up the house like a whirlwind. Dad, I can't let her see that we're paying. And, and he's, so he cleans it all up. And my, and my wife and I are like, we'll just, we've got that slider to make sure that he cleans. He cleans it all up. So, so, so I'm thinking, I made me think of, and my son just freaks out about this. So it made me think about this. Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I am not worthy of such an honor. I'm not even worthy for you to come meet you. Just say the word. Where you are, and my servant will be killed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say go, and they go, or they come, and, and or I say come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Then Jesus heard this, and he was amazed, and he turned to the crowd. And get, get, pay attention to this too. He turned to the crowd following me and said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. This man was an oppressor of the, of the Jewish people, of the land. He was an oppressor. But he believed in Jesus and Jesus who, who he was and what he represented. And when the father, when the officer's friends returned to the house, they found the slave was completely healed. Now, a slave is a person that was not considered the same value as you and me. And, and, and he wasn't, he was, he was, uh, he wasn't worthy. And, but this, the, the cool thing about this, 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 this uh, Roman officer is that he was a man of a high stature and people loved him. And he wasn't an arrogant man. Spurgeon says here, and if you don't know who Spurgeon is, he was a theologian and he's fantastic. Like legit fantastic. If you want to read some of his stuff, does he won the opinion of others, and yet he held a low estimation of himself. I am not worthy of such an honor. That's what he says, Jesus. You're, you're so awesome, and I'm so not great that, and it, that just don't.
mother cometh in my house, just I believe, I fully believe that you can go be healed to my slave that I value, that nobody else values. Values so little that if they could kill him. They could kill him for, for the lack of his, his value. And so the next, I want to, next is, is this. So chapter, sorry, verse chapter, verse 11. And Jesus, so you understand this too, during this time, ladies, women, unfortunately, weren't as valued as much as men. And if, and if, if, if a, a widow, in this, in this case, this widow, it's, I'll, I'll read this. Soon after, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, 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 Nain we'll say Nain. And, and, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out, of the, uh, out as he approached the village. The young man who had died was a widow's only son. And so she was, he was, that meant he was his only chance, her only chance of having a decent life too, because her husband is gone. Now she's relying on her boy to help her carry her along for the rest of her life. That's a difficult thing back then. <coughs> and, and, and here's the other thing. So now he's, he's worried about, Jesus cares about the slave, which is a re revelation to the people who don't care about people, who don't care about people that marginalize people. Who don't, they don't, to touch a dead person is just unfathomable. The funeral procession uh, was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young woman, sorry, the young man had died, was the widow's only son. A large crowd from the village was with him. When the Lord saw her, now get this, get this. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry. <coughs> compassion. And, and this is what I was trying to do. This is what I tried to, 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 I know I'm not nearly good enough to do it, but I tried to just demonstrate compassion for, for, for the people of Kansas City. And when I see you gentlemen here, because I, I walked in your footsteps before, I know what it's like to sit there and go, this sucks so bad. I want this to stop. He walked over to the coffin and touched it. He touched the coffin of dead people, of the dead, dead boy. And the bearer stopped, young man, he said, I tell you, get up. And the dead boy sat up and he began to talk. And Jesus gave him, gave him back to his mother. And, and the, this is the part that made me, makes me crazy when I see this. I, and how, how addiction just robs us, robs us of who we are and robs us of our family. And, and Jesus legit legit can give you back to your mother can give you back to your children can give you back to yourself and, and he, he he is his he these people that you see like I, I constantly see them now and it blows me away that a human being can do they're just fully bent right at the waist and they're just bent hung over bent motionless and I, and I ran into a fella when I was handing out my clothes, and his, his name is Jason. And he, 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 to look at him, he's a sweet man. He was, I would say, in his late, late 20s, early 30s. He had a beard, and, and I said, I, and I said, hey man, do you want some socks? And the first thing out of his mouth was, you know, you take hydrochloric acid, and then you get about this dissolved calcium, and you, can, and then you can also use it to dissolve cement. When you start dissolving cement, you can gain access to the underground passages. And I'm like, Jason, 
or don't. Well, yes, yeah, 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 those socks are very good. Socks are very good. Thank you. Those socks are good. But you know that Salvation Army, he was clearly not of this world. He clearly had some, 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 some intellectual, and he was not in touch of rea with reality. He had some serious mental health problems. And, and, and this is what made me think, too, that you completely lose yourself with, this addic with your addiction. You lose who you are. You lose who you're meant to be because of the trauma that we suffered and that we tried to deal with the way that we tried to deal with. We are stuck in it. We are we're dead to the world. You're dead to hope. You're dead to life. You're dead to love and feelings. And since Jesus gave him back to his mother, he can give us back. He can, he can take us out of all of that. And it made, and since he, he, the great fear swept across the crowd. Spend my doers again. And they praised God, saying, Mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited the people today. The news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. And, and Jesus, it, he can give us back our hearts. He can give us back so we're not bitter. I remember I was seething with anger for my father and zero understanding as to why my father would do these horrible things. Until, thank you God, thank you Jesus I realized that my father was at least fifth generational child abuse. Fifth. I'm sick, and it stopped at me. Thank God. And to, to understand, to, to understand what love really is and self-value and compassion, <coughs> he gives us back. It says he gave it back to his mother, but he gives us that back. He gives us our body, our brain. It's, a, he, it's unbelievable when you think about it. It's in Romans 4, it says he brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Out of nothing. Out of nothing, Kent City can come a beautiful mom and dad again or a beautiful brother or a cousin that you've missed and longed for. Kent City can come from that from under the bridge or under the rocks or walking down the street here. <coughs> Excuse me. They, I see it all the time. I see it here and I see it and I but what I see also see here is that Jesus gives us back. He takes us out of that. I see people baptized, embracing Jesus, embracing the new world. And then going on next is this, this year, Jesus is asked, asked to dinner. I always like this. At that point, I, always, I don't know why, but I love that. But in the Bible, he's always asked for dinner. And, and uh, as a guy who likes to chow, clearly. The, 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 I, he, it says, one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and he sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard that they were eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. <coughs> then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with his hair. She kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. 
Now, different translations call this lady different things. And without beating around the bush, she was a prostitute. And different, some of the translations say prostitute, some say, thank you. And, 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 and <coughs> ironically, they called her a sinner, too. Oh, a sinner. We're all sinners. So she's no different than us. She just did something different than us. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, and, and, and I, that's why I started thinking about these ladies and, 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 and that I see. And, I, and I, some of the women that, I, that I've met and how, what they've done to survive. And we used to have the ladies that would come here. And went and talked to them too. And, and it says her her reputation was well known as how what she did to earn money, newspapers say. In verse 39, the Pharisees who invited him and saw him and said, and he said, This is the part that's crazy. He said to himself, If this man were a prophet, if this man was the prophet, like he's doubting Jesus now because he's letting a dirty, sinful person touch him. That's the doubt of a prophet. That's what, where his head is. How could this holy man let a dirty, sinful person touch him? <clears throat> if this man were a prophet, he would not, of any kind, he would not, <clears throat> I'm sorry, of, 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 I'll try that again. I'm getting too wrapped up. He would, he would know what kind of woman was touching him. What kind of woman was touching him? And it says, I'm sorry, did I, did I screw that up? Okay, uh, it's, uh, she's a sinner. Like in my, it's, it's got an exclamation mark. She's a sinner. And then, I, Jesus answers his thoughts. Jesus goes, hey, Simon, I know what you're thinking. I know exactly what you're thinking, right? I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. That's the part that's crazy. I have something to say to you. And he says, Go ahead, teacher. And then Jesus told him a story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 to the other. But neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them, both canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? The answer, it, it, it's, it's crazy. She washed her feet with, with, with his tears. And, 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 <coughs> and I'm sorry, I'm going to keep going here. And that's right, I'm sorry, that's right, Jesus said. The, the, then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me to wash, sorry, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she's washed them with her tears and wiped them from, with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with, with rare perfume. And these guys are thinking, like, what is this woman doing wasting the perfume on this, on our guest, on Christ? This supposed prophet that has no idea who he's letting touch him. And I started thinking about this lady and her trade. For the first time, maybe she was understanding what love really was. Because she was being paid to pretend what love was and pretend to put on the show. Maybe for the first time, she knew what it was like to have to sin and, and, and meet somebody who didn't judge her. And somebody who loved her regardless of what she did and who she was. Maybe this was the 
time. This, this, one's, this one's huge when you think about it. Maybe this time, this was the first time she didn't have to pretend to love somebody. The real, I, 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 I grew up with a complete absence of love. Complete. I liked people, but I never loved anybody because we moved around so much and I was so worried about getting hurt. I can tell you, and I get choked up thinking about it, about how much I love my wife. I, yeah. And, and there's nobody, there's a very rare amount of people in my life that I let in that I care that much about. She felt it for the first time, I'm thinking. I'm thinking, how huge is this? How huge is this? Perhaps for the first time, she's, she, she, in her life, she felt unjudged. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, because he knows, he, because if he knows the thoughts of Simon, if he knows the thoughts of Simon, he knows what this lady has gone through. And they are many. And they have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who has forgiven little shows little love. And he was talking directly to him. In case you're trying to figure out what he was all about. And worship team, if you guys want to come up. And then Jesus says to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The man at the table said among himself, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And this is all I ask. And she's not even me that's asking. It's God. It's Christ. Put your faith in him and turn your back on addictions. Put your faith in him and he will give you back. So before we go, just making sure you get some gifts today. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to that. Before we go, I just want to take this opportunity. If, if, if you haven't made a decision to follow Christ, actually, can everybody grab a piece? Grab a piece, sorry. Um, and you, can you just bow, everybody bow your heads. Bow your eyes and close your eyes. I'd like to take this moment that if anybody, just to pray for you. Pray for you. If, you, if you're choosing now to follow God, follow Christ and to just to give it back, to give back to be made whole. I'd like to see your hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's amazing. Put your hands down. It's amazing what God's love can do. And, and, and I want to tell you this while I'm up here. <clears throat> you raise your head. When you go back, when you leave Helen, when you go back to wherever it is you came from, because I don't know where you came from, you go back to your hometown, you go back to your subdivision, and, and, and they're like, Steve, I'll use my name because I don't know too many of you yet, but they, 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 Steve, what's this? You're acting weird. Why, why don't you want to go drink? Because I don't want to drink. Why don't you want to use? I don't want to use because it's robbed me of everything who I am. I am now with Jesus, and he's giving me back. He's giving me back what, I, what has been taken from me. Amen. Grab onto that. Grab onto that, gentlemen. Hold on to that. If there's, here's the thing, if, and I remember.
remember hearing this when I was sitting in your, your, your chair. To love God with all your heart, with everything you've got, with everything that you can breathe in. Love God. Love Jesus. Because it reflects in who you are as a father. It reflects in who you are as an example to your children. It reflects in the miracle of salvation. It reflects in your future, in your heart, in your sleep when you go to bed, rested, thinking, I am loved. I am worthy of love. It's not a light thing. I'm, if you gentlemen have made that decision today, and some of you who you didn't, if you didn't raise your hand, and you're still thinking about making that decision, it's not a light thing. It is a humongous, life-changing moment today. And for the rest of your life, today is the end of, of never having to worry about being sober again. If you embrace the cross and you embrace the miracle that he can give back into your life. Just bow your heads. Thank you, Jesus, for each and every person here. I thank you so much. I thank you so much for this ministry. I thank you for the, the hands that were raised. I say, and I pray, Lord Jesus, a blessing upon each and every person here as they return home as they return home from Helen, as they return back home to, the, to their children and their wives and their brothers and their cousins, that there is a visible change. When they go back to work, they're like, what is different about them? That there's a visible change. I am with Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I pray a blessing upon each and every person in your precious name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Saturday Night Life. If you want to learn more about this ministry, or if you want to talk to somebody about what you heard on this podcast, please email us at snl at nrchurch.ca. We'd love to get to know you better. Until then, be safe and be blessed.